0: Hey guys, this is James and Greg. We're the co-hosts of the Sports Stands podcast, a weekly podcast recapping all the news, sports, daily fantasy, and anything else you can want to know in the sports world. If you like blazing hot sports takes, you like a little bit of humor, maybe a little bit of murder. No, just kidding. All sports. But follow us, uh, Greg.
1: On Twitter at Sports Stands underscore. You can follow James at Sports J. Follow us on Vine, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah, we got it all. At Boom. the Sports Stands. And, you know, just check us out. You're going to love what we bring to the table. Every single week, hot takes, nothing less.
2: The Sports stance.
0: Sports Stance Podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part, and with me, as always, is rating hasn't fallen yet because of the Thursday night games. It's Greg Cowan, everybody. What's happening, baby?
1: Dude, what can I say? The people, they love me. No there's matter no, what I do, no matter what day I'm on, there's
0: no oversaturation from Greg no. Cowan.
1: They can have me. They want me more, actually. They're like, yeah. they're like, can we get some Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday stuff going? Yeah. what's Forget going on, Saturday. What's
0: going but... on Saturday morning?
1: I mean not much but i'm sleeping that's my day. that's my day off
0: we have any nfl games in
1: tunisia do
0: you think we can get that
1: saturday morning i'm thinking like maybe austria not even australia austria
0: i'm thinking Austria. i I'm, yeah. I'm think australia yeah. i'm thinking like outback you know full 12 hours let's see what we can
1: get at like 1 in the morning let's I see think, what kind of ratings i think they need to go china like in the middle of all the smog yeah like and just it'll be like a guessing game of where you're tackling
0: Real talk. What do you think the ratings would be for an NFL game that was played at at like legitimately like two o'clock in the morning? Uh, two o'clock East Coast time. Yeah. Uh,
1: it'd be decent on the West Coast.
0: Okay, so let's let's go let's go even further. Let's go four o'clock in the morning so, like, East Coast time. Yeah. Okay. Four o'clock in the morning East Coast time, which make it one o'clock in the morning West Coast time. Okay. So the you ra- always have
1: the psycho fans.
0: The ratings have have fallen, and I guess we can kind of get into it. The ratings. Yeah. We might have, as well. The ratings have sort of fallen for the NFL for the last few weeks, and apparently they had one of their lowest-rated games ever this last Thursday night, uh, and by lowest-rating games ever, they got 8 million people.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's still more than the average sitcom. So, what do we think at, like, at like
0: if it was, like, a Friday night, if it was a Friday night at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, like, I think they could still pull, like, 2 million people.
1: Uh, I definitely think they could definitely get a few million, because, one, you'll have the drunks coming home. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have just in general the psychopaths who love football way too much.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And then you're gonna have the people that are just working nighttime jobs, things like that. That are like, I get to watch a game actually.
0: Yeah, night shift. So people. I
1: mean, you'll so you'll still pull in a few mil. I would say like I'd put it around two to three million. Two to three million. Which would be the highest rate ever, like four in the morning show ever. So the NFL might as well do it because then they could be the first.
0: Let's uh, let's throw that on the social media. So Ro- Roger, if you're listening.
1: Yeah, we got some ideas, bud. But you gotta give us some uh, money first. I know
0: I know that you've got it. well, I don't think they got a lot of money, Greg, so
1: uh, he makes like fifty million, so <laughs> he can like give us NFL's a non for profit league, bud. I will take a hundred thousand dollars only for my ideas. Okay. At this point.
0: Roger, if you're listening, Greg will take Uh, $100,000. I'll take $110,000. That's
1: fine. You can get more than me. I mean, sometimes you come up with stuff and it's just pure genius.
0: I sort of did just come up with this. Yeah, see?
1: So pure genius.
0: (laughs) Um, Before we get into all of my other great ideas, and I've got a lot, Greg.
1: You do. Uh,
0: Before we get into all of those, before we get into the NFL, the MLB, some college football, all that fun stuff, Greg, how are you?
1: I'm good. Uh, You know, I had a job interview earlier this week I was telling you about. Yeah. went well. Uh, excited so hopefully they're excited about me because you know who wouldn't be someone's gotta be yeah and then uh this past weekend uh went to a horse race in new jersey so that was interesting just because i told i think i've told you about this i went last year yeah and it's like a very it's called the hunt so if you know what it is it's super preppy it's like just basically a day to get
0: White
3: girl. Drunk off.
1: It. Yeah. White girl. Basic white girl it. You like wear vests. really vest. like emphasis yeah. on the white. You wear button down shirts like vest no matter who you are, no yeah. matter what you look like. It's just a uh, shit show but to put But you look like a white person. I, yeah. I <laughs> uh, saw the Snapchat's So I went back. I actually saw uh, our good buddy Zip was there. Hey. I got to taste some of his mold wine. Oh, I saw he was making that. Yeah. It was actually pretty delicious. I'm not going to lie. I also got to see a girl holding a horsey stick. Like, you know those sticks as a kid you had? Like, it was just like the horse head. Yeah uh that was like 20 something year old girl carrying that around super drunk pushing like a girl over a trash bag so that was fun also nice. that was in zips area not my area i was in the more civilized area oh sure that uh, do it go it gets weird like the farther you go back in this event the worse it gets it gets more and more like EMS.
0: You're a horse racing guy, Greg. The thing is that every single time that we have like a, a massive horse race that's come up, you insist that we throw it on the podcast. Uh, and it's I've got, fascinating, and I've got no opinion on horse. This racing. This was steeple
1: chasing, uh, horse racing, and a horse fell, jockey fell. I don't
0: know what steeple chasing
1: is. Greg. So it's like the raise like bar almost type thing with grass. So like runners do it in the Olympics, they like jump over, go into the water, horses jump over like. They're at, like, a two-mile, la- like, race. So, this is hurdles? What Basically. Yeah. So, it's fascinating. Uh, the I only go because my wife's, like, best friend's father runs it. So, we get, like, really nice spot and everything. Gotcha. So, I might as well. But that was a good time. How was your weekend, James? My well, weekend's good, man. I went to the Celtics preseason
0: game against the Nets. Um, so, they won. They won. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to be really exciting. Uh, This season, we're going to get into the NFL, uh, the NBA preview, excuse me, a little bit later this week. And I've got a lot of Celtics thoughts.
1: Yeah, I'm sure (laughs) you do. Oh,
0: boy. So that's going to be a lot of fun for pretty much everybody. And by everybody, I mean me. Um, Other than that, man, nothing much. Have you been watching Westworld?
1: No, because I don't have HBO.
0: Gotta gotta get HBO, man. I want to pay the
1: extra like fifteen bucks a month right now. I'm into it. I'm not here. I'm searching for a job. I've
0: only seen a couple episodes. I'm I'm one behind, but uh, I'm I'm excited. Who's a robot? You know what I mean? That's a classic question. Who's a robot?
1: Classic. Yeah.
0: Um, That's what that's what most people ask about this podcast. I watch like which one's the robot?
1: Yeah. I watch like basic cable, so. You know, I'm not the one that watches Mr. Robot like you, even you, though that's basic. You're basically just like Kevin can wait is um, all you need. Dude. I mean, it's like my life. <laughs> except without the kids. Uh, you know and what, the retirement. You know
0: what, uh you know what this you know. What I'm TV Kevin needs James nowadays? in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, you know what you know what network TV needs nowadays? A uh, little Kevin James, little Matt LeBlanc.
1: Dude, man I, with a plan. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little excited for that. That's a great back, back and forth. Brings me back to the nineties. Uh, you,
0: you strike me as the kind of guy who's seen every episode of Friends at, at least like three or four times.
1: Guilty. Yeah, I'm about to say they were on a break. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, um, uh, I did watch. The, I've been catching up on Atlanta. Oh, good. The That's last good, episode right? was super weird. It's it gets real weird, but <laughs> I like it. Here with Montague,
0: you hate women. Yeah. <laughs> no, what? No, I don't. <laughs> Well, so uh, yeah, that's that's a great show. Um, yeah, cool, man. All right, uh, let's get into it before we kind of get further off the rails than we already are. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> last week, Greg, my triumphant
1: return to uh, your picking games
0: happened last Dude, week.
1: It was you were you were on fire, and I look like the Cleveland Browns. We've
0: been waiting for it all season, Greg. Waiting for it all season for James to come back and really show his stuff. And uh, and and it happened. You did. not I you,
1: feel good. You were four and one. I was zero oh and five. Yeah. It was just a rough week for yeah. me. Our and guest th- picks went uh, one and two.
0: Yeah. So. That was sort of be, to be expected.
1: Uh yeah. I mean, the Falcons Seahawks game was a toss up for them.
0: Well, when they were d- debating on which quarterback between the Niners and Bills were going to win between Joe Montana and, and, and Jim Kelly, then you know it was probably not going to be based on probably. a ton yeah. of fact. No. But. Um, I think that, and I appreciate what you did there. You took away the, took the emphasis off of me yeah. and put it on someone else. Well, you're let's,
1: still under 500. let bring it back on me here. You're under 500 still, so you're not too excited. You're still 14 and 17. I I'm know. 17 and 14.
0: Greg, this was a banner week for me in terms it was. of football. Uh, I, happy I went for you. four and one with the picks. Um, you know, Brady came back home. Tommy B, uh, you know, crushed the Bengals at home. Um, I got my first fantasy football win. That that's big. the key thing. I'm one and five there. You big comeback that. there. You needed that. You needed uh, And the Eagles lost.
1: So like this is. I feel like you just threw that last one in there out of yeah. spite. I wanted for no one. reason. I wanted it to hurt. No reason at all. Yeah. So I, I, I everything came up James. This I'm week. not gonna lie. I saw when I was driving home Sunday from New Jersey. I looked at the stats and I was like, so clearly Wentz got hurt because it was like the third end of the third quarter and he'd thrown eight passes. I was like, this makes no sense. He had to gotten hurt. I was like, damn. And then I looked. They're like, no. No nope. Eagles just had the ball for like six minutes in the game and I'm like, what is this, Chip Kelly days? Like back to that offense? Yeah.
0: Who is the Eagles running back right now?
1: Uh nobody knows. It's a mystery. Uh you got uh Barner, uh Ken uh Wendell Smallwood or something like that, uh Sproles and Ryan Matthews all trying to figure out how to physically run the ball. Sproles just knows how to catch it and run. Ryan Matthews likes to fumble in crucial situations. Yeah, and uh, Smallwood is really good at kickoff returns. He actually had the first kickoff return um, of the season for the NFL. So that was the highlight.
0: The Eagles can't can't figure out a running back. Greg, I thought they gave Demarco Murray millions and millions of dollars.
1: They did, and then isn't Demarco Murray a really good running back? He is. Uh, well, James, to put it simply, the G- the GM uh, kind of hated Chip Kelly. I don't know if you knew this. And anybody that Chip Kelly said, "Hey, I like that guy," they basically said, "Well, guess what? They're traded." So that's what we did. We traded all our good players away, and Chip Kelly before that cut like the other good players. So now we only have like ten, and most of them are on our defensive side.
0: I love this because I, uh, you know, two weeks ago this was so your, high. You're your flying, flying high. high.
1: The bye week came too early. Bye week came too early. It's hey, a super early touch bye Touch momentum. Week. They should not have bye weeks that early you in guys the NFL. Have big momentum guys. You I saw momentum. this yesterday actually. People were saying you should have, if anything, two or three bye weeks. You should have a bye week, I think, in week seven and week eight. One week, it's the NFC. All the NFC is off. And the other week, the AFC is completely off. You'll still have at least six, seven, eight games, whatever it is. I think that's enough. But you should not have teams getting a bye in week four out of a 16-week season. you got to stagger them. It's ridiculous.
0: Okay, let's get into – let's break out an old favorite. I'm going to say this every single time that we do this segment because we're going to keep doing alternating. Let's break – break out the old favorite. we haven't done it in a
1: while yeah haven't done it in a minute two weeks half a month has gone by uh we're
0: gonna do most impressed least impressed greg um for those of you keeping track at home but who missed the last couple episodes when we did this (laughs) most impressed is a player coach unit team uh division even (laughs) that uh, area of the country that you are uh most impressed with Feel in the Middle East
1: this week, most of no,
0: (laughs) exactly. And then the least impressed is the opposite of that figure it out, Greg. Uh, who are you most impressed with this week in the NFL?
1: Well, James, uh, there was a lot of impressive things that happened this weekend. Uh, not Tom Brady, even though he was, I just don't want to give him credit. Uh, but I'm gonna go with the guy who's been dominant since the end of last year and has continued his pace in the backfield for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, David Johnson. Guy's just been a beast. He had three touchdowns Monday night against the Jets defense that, you know, going into the season, people were like, okay, they should be top 10 defense, had a good front line, and he just dominated. He put up over 100, and I think it was almost 150 yards. I think it got stopped at 149. Uh, Three touchdowns, just a great night, been fantastic in fantasy. And he's really the guy keeping that team alive right now offensively because without him – who knows where they'd be? I mean, he's put up some big games for them, and it's just impressive what he's done. I om- I wanted to give it to Frank Gore being the first Colts rusher to hit 100 yards in over three and a half seasons. Oh, boy. But they lost in overtime after winning- leading by two touchdowns with five minutes left. So I said no. Yeah. So, yeah, David Johnson, most impressed. Good
0: one. Um, there's a couple candidates for me as well. Um, I'm going to... You know, I, I'm gonna have some journalistic integrity here, Ooh. and I'm not gonna take Tom Brady.
1: Thank you. Even though, even though, even though uh, okay, Tom Brady is.
0: threw for 376 yards and three touchdowns, uh, he made a triumphant return to home. I get it. No other um, quarterback's
1: done that in the first two games of a season, stats-wise. Yep.
0: He's completing over 70% of his passes. Um, he looks better than he's ever looked. Uh, he's throwing the long ball better than he has in the last two seasons. I wish uh, he's making better person. decisions. But I'm not going to pick Tom Brady as the most impressive. Even though he was the most impressive person, uh, frankly, this entire season, uh, I'm not going to pick Tom Brady. Um, I also wanted to at least shout out the Bills a little bit here because the Bills uh, ran it up against the Niners. Uh, I'm specifically the Bills offensive coordinator who brought back the Wildcat. I kind of love that. But I'm not going to pick the Bills because they played the 49ers, and the 49ers are garbage people. What I am going to pick, Greg, are the Cowboys' rookies. I love
1: this team. Dude, you're you're a Dak (laughs) fanatic. I
0: love this team. Don't go back to Tony, Jerry. Don't do it. Dude, they shouldn't. Uh, Dak Prescott threw for 247 yards and three touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott uh, ran the ball for 157 yards. He's over 130 yards in the last four games. Uh, Part of this has to do with the offensive line. But this guy is legit, Greg. He's legit.
1: Dude, they've looked impressive, and it kills me to say, but...
0: And, like, the biggest
1: knock on I De- want Tony Romo back now at this point just because I hope it throws him off. Oh, yeah.
0: And the biggest knock on Dak Prescott... Um, especially through the first couple weeks of the season, was like, yeah, but he's basically kind of just been a game manager. Like, he hasn't made a lot of mistakes. He hasn't been – he's just –
1: That's all he needs to do.
0: Yeah, but, like, this game, though, he threw three touchdowns and almost about 250
1: yards with a couple great long passes. Like, at this point, do you even even want Des Bracken back in that offense? I mean, he's a distraction and a half. I mean, I I would like – I would
0: like to see Des Bryant back there because I think that Dak can hit the longer throws. I mean, not as well as Tony Romo, but, again, this guy's a rookie. And, like, I don't know. I feel like your ceiling with Des or with Dak is so much higher uh, right now than it is with Tony Romo, uh, just because. I mean, maybe not right now, but going forward, I think your ceiling is just much higher. Uh, I've always, a, uh, I'm always a proponent in football of if something special is happening, and maybe this is because of what happened to yeah. our team, yeah. you know, 16 years ago, when uh, you know a little. We a all little know the story, boy, James. We all know the story. Just a boy from northern california who yeah. uh you know was overlooked his entire career uh dropped back the back of round. A michigan
1: didn't yeah. even thought of look Con- like a goofball at a consummate his tryouts. winner
0: consummate winner was overlooked his entire career and then something special happened and we stuck with him
1: i really regret showing up today i think to you, this is <laughs> wow
0: this is great i'm really feeling really good about this whole thing um i, I think you have to go stick with Dak, uh Dak and elliot man he just looks fantastic um I'm really impressed with this whole Cowboys situation. I think that they're going to be a really special team going forward. I think you have to continue uh, with Mr. Prescott. They're on a bye this week. Um, so there's, there's, they can hold off this this decision for at least another week. Hope the magic fades. But uh, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. Week they come Prescott.
1: back, going against the Eagles primetime.
0: Once versus Prescott. I'm excited. Love it. Uh, Okay, least impressed, Greg. Who do you got for least impressed this week?
1: Well, James, I am going to be going looking at the Bengals-Patriots game for my least impressed, but not because of anybody that was in a uniform, unless you count the men in zebra stripes, because I'm going with the refs in the Pats-Bengals game. Completely unimpressed by them. They lost complete control of that game. (laughs) They had nothing to do. They were like, what are we supposed to do? How do we contain Perfect? How do we contain Gronk? Doing weird dances behind the team, taunting people. Like... It was ridiculous how much control they lost over this game. You have uh, Va- Vontez perfect, like stomping on Blunt's leg, like blatantly. I mean, it, it wasn't pretty. That second half could not have looked worse for both sides. You know, testiness all over the field. Uh, doesn't seem like the Bengals know how to control their emotions at all. And the Patriots just did what they do, and they just kept taunting, trying to get more and more out of them. I mean, the fact that it wasn't Edelman who set them off, it was Gronk, made it even kind of weirder, because usually Gronk keeps us cool. Yeah. But I love the fact how I had to listen to part of this game on the radio, and I said to a side note, if my least favorite could be the Patriots radio announcers, it would be. Those guys drive me nuts. Zolak? They're so biased. It's It was ridiculous. Oh, I love it. Come on. No, it was bad. I mean, <laughs> but still, the refs just in general, if they needed to do something to keep control. They needed to, you know, toss a few guys out if they had to just because that game got to the point where I was actually waiting for somebody to just blatantly take a cheap hit on Brady. And that's – I don't like Brady, but I don't want to see somebody get taken out for just a dumb, dumb reason.
0: Yeah, I, you definitely feel with the Bengals that they can de- they can get a little dirty Yeah. Uh, in terms of play and hits. Um, they were getting really frustrated towards the end of that game. And then it didn't help that Gronk was jawing at them, but, I mean, hey – and you can't when you literally can't stop the guy. I mean, Gronkowski had uh, 162 yards and a touchdown. And
1: you I think literally, most, most can't of that was in the him. second half, too. I think.
0: Yeah, it, it, there's nothing you can do about him. Uh, I would get frustrated too. Um, my least impressed. I have a couple candidates today here as well. Um, I want to shout out. Um, what are we looking at here? Oh, I just lost it. Hold on one second. Uh, I want to shout out. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is still having uh, these problems where he's throwing off his back foot and hitting, blatantly missing wide open wide receivers in the end zone. Uh, Randall Cobb comes to mind here. Um, I also want to shout out the referees in the Atlanta and uh, Seattle game for missing that uh, that call on Julio Jones to lose See? the game there.
1: There's some refs again.
0: Granted, I realize that he probably shouldn't have been put in that situation where you know, fourth, fourth down and 10, and he's chucking the ball 30 yards downfield,
1: but it was a pretty blatant pass interference penalty. Is there something about refs in Seattle and passing situations at the very end of games that it just they don't know what to do? I guess so. Um, but I
0: really want to highlight, as my least impressed, Greg, uh, the, the Panthers' defense. This defense was the thing that got them to the Super Bowl last year. Ron Rivera is a defensive-minded coach. Uh, I understand that you lost Josh Norman. Okay, I get it. He was a big part of what you did on defense in terms of your passing game. He shut down uh, at least a third of the field for their number one wide receiver. I totally understand it. But you cannot tell me that uh, Josh Norman, uh, if you had Josh Norman, that you would do better than 465 yards and four touchdowns from Drew Brees. Yeah, it was pretty It was pretty bad. Like, that's, that's egregious. I don't know what you want to do about that. I mean, the Panthers are 1-5 right now. They have yet to win an away game. Uh, I, I, Cam Newton is doing his best to, you know, kind of right the ship here. They scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to actually make this a game. But when you give up, I mean, when you, when you go into the halftime down uh, 24-10 and continuously give up these long balls to, to, you know, opposing quarterbacks, you're just putting yourself in a situation to yeah. lose games was, over and over again.
1: They don't look good at all.
0: So I don't know what's going on with the Panthers here, man.
1: I mean, I guess they're trying to get a good a good draft pick, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like what's is going it, on? Is it weird that the last two teams to start off a season one and five after going to the Super Bowl the previous season have been the Panthers? Isn't that kind of odd? I guess, yeah. Last one was uh the last one was against the Patriots in 04 whatever season it was that they lost on that field goal. Breaking I mean, news, Greg
0: Cowan calls Cam Newton the new Jake Delome. <laughs> uh I mean,
1: if you play like him, you're gonna get called
0: him um thanks for picking up on that subtlety yeah yeah exactly i can connect the dots yeah um i I'm, i'm kind of curious to see what happens with the panthers team this year i i could see a regression from the panthers just because they won a lot of close games um you know their defense was you know historically pretty
1: good uh plus it's the nfc south and that division literally looks seems to change
0: Exactly. Every single
1: year, like one team just decides, so, hey, we won last year, but let's be shitty this year.
0: I can see a little regression, but I, I, I didn't expect this.
1: No, and I don't now, think I, Now,
0: granted, I think that the Panthers still have a chance to come and, and finish um, close to 500 because they can turn it on, you yeah. know. And they have uh, their schedule coming up, just kind of uh, running through it quickly. They played a, a couple pretty good teams. Um, they lost a couple pretty bad teams, but they still play against the Rams. Um, they have another win against the Saints. They have another win against the Chargers, Redskins, Bucks. Tampa Bay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you think they have a chance. They do have a pretty tough one remaining, though. I mean, they have, the, they have to beat the Cardinals. Uh, they're against the Chiefs. They have the Seahawks still. Um, you know, Falcons look good again. So, you know, they have a long road to go here. And they I, do. I, I don't know if this is exactly
1: uh, – this does not seem like their year. No, it doesn't. It's just a complete regression from last year, and, you know, Cam Newton hasn't – look like himself he hasn't acted like himself he's clearly not having fun and you could see that even in the press conference you know people made a big deal that he walked off again but it was they asked him questions about like his emotions and he just wanted to talk about the game yeah and so i mean i understand that completely it's just people are gonna of course run with it people in the media like ourselves that you know like taking those stories and twisting them classic
0: classic media sports (sighs) dance damn us um (laughs) Anything else that you want to highlight, Greg, about last week before you before we jump into picks?
1: Uh, happy en- engagement to Odell Beckham in the net. I'm done with Odell Beckham. Yeah, get was, out of my get out of my face. I kind of that kind of was. I was like, really? I know like, what we're talking about. Odell. I don't.
0: I don't want to like. I don't want to be. Ugh. You see, because like, there's part of me that's like, oh, I don't want this to be a thing where like we criticize this person for actually having fun playing football and, and like you know getting goofy and whatnot. That but was just there, weird. There's also part of me that's just like, dude, just like stop. Like I'm so done with you. Like you're on a, you're on a garbage team. Like you had one good game. Like congratulations.
1: Stop. Plus this is kind of a weird thing. Like he could have stopped after asking it to marry him, but no, then he went back to it and like dragged on the ground to like make out with it. Yeah. That's, I was like, okay, the marriage was weird. I was like, Trying to fornicate with the net just made it creepy.
0: Like, you want to dance in the end zone? Do do your
1: thing. I want people to celebrate in the end zone. I want
0: people to do this. I want that allowed, yeah. But when it's like the third quarter of, like, some crappy middle-of-the-season game and you're taking your helmet off and running around the field like a goddamn fool, like, just stop, dude. Like, you had an awesome long jump dance right in the end zone, and I love that. Or the triple jump dance. I love that. Like, just leave it at that.
1: Yeah, just 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 stop it. Ah, Okay. Okay. I, I had to get that out. There. That's my
0: old crusty white guy, uh, you know, bitching about you know a, a player in the NFL should, celebrating. Should too
1: that much. be something that we have every week? Yeah, James, old crusty man moment. Old crusty man, you know,
0: bitching about these young kids uh, in the NFL. It's even though they're young'uns. all my age. All right, let's get into the picks today. We got a guest pick today, Greg. Who's who's uh? Yeah, so our guest games.
1: Our guest picks are uh, the Cursed Podcast. They're uh, based out of Cleveland. They talk about you know Cleveland Browns, Indians. Uh, that other team in Cleveland, uh, the Cavs, I don't know if you've heard of them. They have some really good guy on there. Uh, So, yeah, so they're going to be our guest picks. These are the guys I made the bet with for baseball in the Red Sox Indians Division Series that I lost. And, uh, yeah, they made some great picks this week. Uh, You get to hear them for a little bit and not us, so
2: here they are. Hey there, guys. This is Mr. Adam Labar here with the kangaroo one himself, Kangaroo Kyle. Say hi, Kyle.
3: What's up?
2: Yeah, that's uh, Mr. Mr. Cowbell Clanging, Milk Slinging, Kangaroo Kyle. Captain and, and maturity. <laughs> and Mr. Captain Innaturity <laughs> himself. That's right. And then across from me, we love staring at him, makes us moist. It's Captain Sex Appeal, the dirty one, Mr. Casey Brown. Hello. And we are the curse podcast a talk show of the browns indians Cavs, and all that nonsensical humor that everyone loves Mm -hmm. uh so uh yeah how you doing over there kyle
3: uh fantastic
2: now you you, it sounds like you're doing fantastic
3: yeah uh I, I I'm I'm at home, so I'm just chilling in my underwear on my back porch. So oh, no big deal.
2: That's that's got to be nice. I <laughs> say I just got <laughs> off work, so uh, I had to come straight here. Uh, Mr. Sex Appeal, I'm lurking at him. He's still all nice and uh, suave and dapper from his job. Yeah, I didn't feel like changing that's when I got home. Did. So, <laughs>
3: all right. So our uh, let's uh, let's jump into these predictions. I say yeah.
2: Our our buddies over at the uh, the Sports Stance podcast, uh, they asked us to do some. Uh, NFL picks uh, you know they're gonna we're gonna pick three games from this upcoming week we're basically just gonna say uh, you know who we think's gonna win and uh, give our takes on the games yeah so uh, you want to go ahead and start it I, off yeah.
3: Kyle yeah sure game number one let's start off with a doozy Seattle at Arizona uh, Seattle is going to be looking for their fourth victory the Cardinals are going to be looking for their third straight uh, Wilson's banged up playing on one good leg. Arizona's defense is quick. They got a uh, pretty good pass rush. So it's it's pretty much a toss up in my eyes, but I got to go with Arizona since they're at home.
2: Oh, so yeah, this is and David uh
3: Jones, Yeah.
2: This is uh out of the three games we picked, this is definitely going to the going to be the best game. Uh the the hardest one to pick in my uh, belief. Uh but you're right. Um Seattle's just a little bit banged up uh Russell Wilson. I mean, he's He's starting to do more Russell Wilson things, but that that leg is probably going to get to him. Uh, the Legion of Boom's not looking like a, the Legion of Boom anymore. Uh, no. I, and I think, yeah, you're right. David Johnson's just been running like a monster lately, so I, I have a feeling he's going to just take over the game, uh, run all over that defense. And when it comes down to it, Carson Palmer being back, him hooking up with Larry Fitzgerald, I just don't think they're going to be able to stop that duo.
3: Nope, not at all.
2: So, uh, yeah, so uh, for the Seahawks-Cardinals game, we are going Cardinals. Yep. Battle of the game Birds number two. Battle of the Birds. Battle now, between birds. a Seahawk and a Cardinal, really, who do you think would win?
3: Oh, man, I don't, I don't know. Can we take two birds and just put them together and have them go at it? Like a real, <laughs> like really? Like live yeah, bird fighting? Yeah, uh, maybe like, we like, can do that like, for uh, you like, know. Instead of uh, yeah, the hawk show. fighting, we'll just get like a real cardinal and a seahawk and just let them go <laughs> See at See
2: what happens. Could be interesting. <laughs> yeah, Are that. you
3: guys down with the sports stance? Are they down with that? Oh, this well, isn't live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just asking them. to answer. Todd, <laughs> <laughs> keep it in. There. <laughs> game number game number two. We got uh, Minnesota and Philly. Uh, Minnesota's riding in five and0 coming off a uh, bye week so they're fresh and healthy and ready to roll. Uh, Philly's bouncing off a of two consecutive losses after starting out three and0. Uh, the Eagles, I don't think they have enough offensive firepower to go against the Vikings stout defense. Um, I think the Vikings defense makes Carson Wentz look like the rookie that he is and the Vikings win easily.
2: Oh, no doubt. No doubt. The uh, the Vikings have, I'm pretty sure, the number one defense in the uh, NFL. Mm-hmm. The the Eagles really have no run game whatsoever. Uh, you have Ryan Matthews, Darren Sproles, Wendell Smallwood, and uh, some other guy I've never heard of. So Kenyon
3: uh, Barner uh, from thank Oregon. You.
2: Kenyon Barner. Of course, yeah. you would know that, you duck fan lover.
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 um,
2: yeah, Carson Wentz has pretty much really no one to throw to other than Jordan Matthews. So um, yeah, this is a, a no-brainer pick in you know in my book. So I'm going to go uh, Vikings over Eagles as well.
3: And uh, just to clarify that, we're going to go get a live Viking and a live Eagle and have them fight as well. <laughs> See, I don't
2: think that's much. You know, I don't think that's going to be. That, I don't think that's going to be fair. I mean, the Eagle has the ability to fly, so he has mm-hmm. the advantage already. To run away, basically. Yeah, yeah
3: but, <laughs> but if that Viking is a true Viking, he should probably have, like, a bow and arrow to shoot the eagle.
2: Oh, no, man. They go straight axe and, you know, just pillage. Yeah. That's all they do.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I guess. All the pillaging and stuff. <laughs> I, I, he'll, he'll just, the the I'm Viking a, will find I'm
2: out where that eagle lives and pillage its nest.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, game three. <laughs> We have to go with Cleveland and Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we, we're a Cleveland sports podcast. We're a yep.
2: Cleveland sports podcast. Why would we not go with the Browns game? Mm-hmm.
3: And and I think it's uh, this one's a no brainer as well. Cleveland has to win by like 30 or 50, I'd say. It'd oh, yeah. Sounds, 34 right?
2: points. Yeah. No, no, no debtor Browns by 34.
3: Yeah. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, <laughs> Uh, the Browns are coming in at 0-6, of course. The Bengals are 2-4, and 4, so they're not where they should be. I think their offense is struggling. They miss Hugh. Their defense isn't looking as good as it has in years past. Um, but uh, on the upside, the Bengals are getting healthier, and the Browns are held together with old chewing gum, shoestrings, paper clips, duct tape, and whatever other substance you can find to hold together crap. <laughs> So uh, I think it's uh, you know Cincinnati's only averaging 18.2 points a game. The Browns are averaging 18.8, but the Browns are also giving up almost 30 points a game, and the Bengals are only giving up about 24. So I think the Bengals win this one, but I I don't think the Browns are that far off. They lose in a close one by like usual three three points or a touchdown.
2: Yeah, I'm leaning the same way. Uh, I'd like to see the Browns beat the Bengals just because it's another, uh, you know, in a in conference game. Uh, you always want to yeah, win division those.
3: Game.
2: Uh, yeah, thank you. In division, in division, vision game. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, you're right. the The Browns are going to make it a close one, like they always do. Except, you know, when it's an actual team like the Patriots. Uh, you know, Kessler will probably end up having another good game. Uh, his yeah, his Kessler's number has
3: been showing a lot of heart. Yeah,
2: his, his number one target, Pryor, is gonna probably have another good game just because he's eight feet taller than the uh, the defensive backs that the Cincinnati Bengals have. But uh, yeah, you're the one right. One
3: thing I noticed Go ahead. with Terrell Pryor is if you put that ball anywhere in an area, he will snag it. If it's anywhere in the direct vicinity of him, he's going to go and snag it. Oh yeah,
2: so, he has yeah. the he has that capability, and you know he's got really strong hands, really strong forearms, and it, I mean it helps when you're six five, and you're sure. almost yeah. a, a head, you know, a foot taller than most of these defensive backs. But uh, yes, yeah. a, a close another yeah. close game for the Browns, but unfortunately, I think we're going to go zero and seven to start the season.
3: Yeah, unfortunately, the, the only hope the Browns have of winning this is if they can get the run game going, and I just don't think they're going to get it going, yeah. unfortunately. Crow, Crow and, Crow and Duke really need game. to have
2: a good game, and we need to shut down A.J. Green, but that's going to be hard to do because Our I don't think line, anyone bro. knows how to shut down A.J. Green. Yeah.
3: No, and that is right, right there, uh, the lack of a run game. And uh, the inability to shut down a passing uh, offense is our two biggest downfalls. Our offensive line is uh, utter garbage, and our secondary is maybe even worse garbage.
2: Yeah, you got hot garbage, and then uh, the secondary is a flaming fire dumpster.
3: Anyway, so uh, those are our picks. We're going with Arizona, Cincinnati, and Minnesota.
2: Sounds good to me. Now, since we did it for the first two, we might as well go ahead and do it for that last game. Bengal or Brown? Who wins that matchup?
3: Oh, yeah, I'm not even quite sure what a Brown is. is it well, is we it got a one. I got a Brown sitting across from me right now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but technically we had an elf. <laughs> we had an elf at one. Point. We used to be an elf at one point, and then we had a dog. So what are we putting in there to represent a brown?
2: Can you? Well, why don't we just splice the uh, the brownie elf and the uh, the bulldog together, and you get a brownie Some dog? Some kind of nasty hybrid. Some kind of nasty yeah, th- elf hybrid bulldog type thing.
3: A Bengal Tiger is very scary, but anytime you're going up against some kind of hybrid mutant, it's got to be worse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is true. Yes, yes. All right. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> those are our picks. Again, uh, we are the Curse Podcast out of Akron, Ohio. We cover the Check Cleveland Browns, out. the Cleveland Indians, Cleveland Cavs, college football, and that nonsensical stuff that everyone loves to listen to. Uh, we had kangaroo mr kangaroo kyle mr casey brown and me mr adam labar we are on uh soundcloud and itunes so go ahead and check us out thanks yeah thanks again guys we appreciate it
1: (laughs) very nice guys i liked it so to answer their question i think we'd totally be down to put a seahawk and a cardinal in a cage i don't know what a seahawk actually looks like yeah but it sounds like but you'd it would want beat to up see it in a fight, crappy.
0: right? It sounds like it would beat up on that crappy bird pretty, pretty intensely, Greg. Uh,
1: I also want to say this is the second week in a row we've had the guest pick combine, like animal creature thing. So last week we had the tattooed guys make the jag bear, and this week these guys combine the browns because they had no idea what the browns like real mascot is for a f- cage like fight, right? And so apparently it used to be an elf, now it's like a dog, so they figured they'd make it like a brownie dog elf. I was like, this is weird that people are now just combining animals every week on our show. I guess so, man. Um, Mad scientists over here. All right. Most in-depth Brown analysis we will ever have on that show, though. Yeah.
0: We'll never talk about the Browns again. So thank you, guys. I appreciate that.
1: You covered everything we need for our season.
0: This week, the games start at 9.30 a.m. with London games. Giants and Rams are playing in... Twickenham Stadium. I just wanted to throw that out there. Twickenham you, Stadium. Because you,
1: you love the London games, but you hate them at the same time.
0: I love, I love the London games in terms of getting up on Sunday and watching football starting at 9.30 a.m.
1: NFL, if you want the ratings, every game, 9.30 Sunday. You got James Vogue. Yeah, you got me. I, I hate them because they're horrible
0: games. Um, okay, let's get into it. One um, o'clock games, Greg. We have a couple good ones this week, starting with Vikings-Eagles uh, in Philadelphia. Minnesota's 5-0. and uh, coming off a bye, Eagles are three and two. Coming off of two straight losses, um, Eagles are two and zero at home, though. Uh, Minnesota's favored by two point five points in this game. Greg, is Carson Wentz right the ship, or does he go up against the purple people eaters? And uh, Vikings increased, they continue to be
1: undefeated. Well, James, the prodigal hated Sun Returns, and Sam Bradford, we traded him away, and he had shoved it in our faces very hard. Yeah, this is going to be a revenge game. Yeah, so he's going to be out for revenge. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some motivation on Wentz's side to be like, uh, let's prove the fact that I deserve to start over this guy that went to the Vikings. But in the end, I want to go homer pick. But it's very hard to go against this Vikings defense, especially knowing the Eagles' offense isn't something to be that impressed by. They don't have a running back, as we discussed earlier in this, that we know of who's like a legit starter. Right. Because that guy Murray somehow got traded away for dumb reasons. And then, um, you know, receiving-wise, they have Jordan Matthews and the other guys are all kind of coming along, but they don't have any other threats really besides him. He's our most reliant, so... Unless the tight ends have a huge day, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Vikings. It kills me to do it. I think it could be potentially a close game, but unless Wentz gets some magic going and that redheaded hair of his, like he really is an elf, maybe, you know, I gotta go Vikings.
0: So, Greg, I want to pick the Vikings here, too, but here's a couple of things. So the, t- the Minnesota Vikings' wins are against the Titans, Packers, Panthers, Giants, and Texans. The only legitimate defense that they've played this year is against the Texans because the Panthers' defense has clearly shown that they actually aren't as good as we thought they were, uh, based on my last Least impress. Press. Um, and they're playing against the Eagles' defense, which, according to uh, you know, football DVOA, do you follow DVOA, Greg? Uh, I haven't looked at it in a while now. Okay, DVOA is a really good kind of um, all-encompassing stat that will give you an idea of how good um, each team is based on. Either they have offensive or defensive ranks based on basically every single stat that you can come up with. Um, so Football Outsiders releases DVOA, and Philadelphia is ranked 5 in defense. I, I, their defense is good. I know that. Obviously, Minnesota is ranked 2 here. Um, but the other defenses that um, Minnesota has played against, like, for example, uh, Tennessee's defense, uh, is still in the top 10, but you're not going to get one that's better than the Eagles' defense yet. So I'm actually going to go ahead and pick the Eagles here. Wow. Uh, at home, if, if Wentz can uh, control the game, not give turnovers, the biggest thing with the Vikings is that they've scored in pretty much every single game on defense. So if, yeah. they, if Wentz can control the game and not give and uh, not give the ball away i think he gives the eagles a shot here um, and i don't think the vikings are going to go to six and oh i just don't think i think regress towards the mean sort of thing hopefully
1: you're hoping uh, you're hoping like i'm hoping but i can't hope too much that bradford does finally have a bad game
0: bradford after a bye you know after you kind of cut the momentum a little bit on this guy i i think that this is going to be a, a problem with him especially
1: going up against a good defense so i'm going my, i'm hoping that my bad luck from last week rubs off onto this game so that's 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 my reason. This is a little bit of a contrarian pick. I got to be honest with you. Um, Okay,
0: another one o'clock game: Redskins Lions. Uh, Redskins four and two. Lions three and three. They're in Feddah, Michigan. Uh, They're in Ford Field. Um, (laughs) They're in
1: Feddah, Michigan.
0: Huh? Yeah, I was gonna say FedEx Field. That's uh, that's not correct. That's not correct. Uh,
1: Ford Field, Detroit. In
0: Detroit, Uh, Detroit's favored by one point in this game. This is more or less a pick pick 'em. It's basically saying the Redskins are still a little bit better than Detroit, but not much. Greg, do you think that uh, Kirk Cousins goes into uh, Michigan and beats the Lions, or do you think that the the Lions win their fourth in a row? Uh,
1: well, uh, I got caught up there, so I coughed. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with Very the emotional. Lions. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Lions. Stafford has looked pretty good. Uh, he's putting up numbers this year, and he's doing it without his best weapon in his whole career, Calvin Johnson, who we all know retired, yeah. and now is dancing his life away with the stars. But, I mean, the Redskins, again, I think they're one of the – I know they beat the Eagles. I think they're one of the worst 4-2 teams yeah. in the league right now. That's they true. They don't seem like they're that good, actually. They're just somehow winning games. And I think they finally meet a team that, in some sense, can beat them. I mean, Josh Norman hasn't been that great. Yeah. And the Lions, if Golden Tate can start getting going, they have two legit receivers with him and Marvin Jones – they now have a running back there with Forsett who can do some stuff more than Amir Abdullah. Right. So I think I think they take it this weekend.
0: Greg, uh, I'm taking the Redskins this week. I know you love Kirk Cousins. I don't love Kirk Cousins, but uh, that aforementioned DVOA I was talking about, the Lions are dead last. They have the worst defense in the league. Like it's it like defense not, doesn't win games. Like not even in the top like. Not even in like the bottom five, they are 32nd in the league. So uh, I, I'm picking the Redskins. I know that Kirk Cousins has looked better in the last couple of weeks, and that's the thing. Like he he started, he kind of threw people off the scent a little bit with the 0-2 start. Yeah. Uh, and then slowly started to kind of put it into focus. They've won four games in a row. Um, I think that they're a slightly better team. I think that Matt Jones is actually a pretty good running back, and uh, I just don't think that the I, I legitimately just don't think that Lions have any weapons to stop them at all. Um, so I'm picking the Redskins. I can't, I can't, if, the, if an offense comes in that's semi decent, I cannot pick them to lose a game against the worst defense in the league. I just can't do it. So I'm picking the Redskins here. Um, I think that's it for the one
1: o'clock games that we wanted to do. Yeah, pick. we're going to move on to the four o'clock game at Patriots Steelers. You know, Pat's coming off that big win this past weekend. Uh, the Steelers coming off a horrible loss in Miami. Not only did they lose the game, they lost their quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger is going to be out with a cleanup in his knee for the next few weeks. So, this game that was going to be a staple game of the NFL season now, Pats are favored by seven and a half. Now (laughs) just turned into, hey, let's see if Landry Jones can pull something out of his ass. Yeah. So, James, I'm going to ask you first because maybe then we might have similar picks. If you don't hear mine first, okay. Who do you have in this game? I'm going to take the Patriots, Greg. (laughs) Um, I'm shocked.
0: The reasons why I'm scared about this game, and I'll list them right here uh, so all of our listening public can, can you know hear it out it's a little bit. what we're here for, James. Uh, the Patriots are always game plan to take away your best option, uh, whether that's on offense, defense, or whatever. And their best option was Ben Roethlisberger. Um, so when you have someone that's a total wild card, like you don't exactly know what kind of play calling Landry Jones is going to uh, kind of roll out there, what Mike Tomlin's going to do for Landry Jones. Uh, that, that sometimes will give Belichick a little trouble because they're going to try something that's, like, a little different. They're going to kind of reach into the very back end of their playbook to try to figure something out. Uh, and then that's something that if Belichick can't adequately game plan for it, sometimes we have a little bit of trouble with
1: it. Your are is it's like the Miami debacle a few years ago when they ran the Wildcat. Exactly, out.
0: right. Like, they're going to try something weird that we that no team has seen because when you play the Patriots, you have
1: to legitimately try – whatever you can they've invented transportation where they're literally just going to like disappear on the field and show up in a random spot exactly um and also we have we
0: sometimes our run defense is decent but we sometimes have a problem with pass catching running backs so Le'Veon bell can it can catch a lot of passes on little screen routes expect to um, see a lot of him too yeah so i i bet that that gives us a little bit of an dig- issue too antonio brown's also kind of uh you know uh, put up some big numbers against us before. I heard, I heard he's decent. But we just have the Steelers number, man. I've never been scared of the Steelers like Ooh, once. Okay. We've played them like so many times now, and I've never been scared of them. Um, yeah, so I, I'm picking the Patriots here. I don't know if they're going to cover. I don't know if it's going to be a full seven and a half point uh, line here, but I think the Patriots going
1: to win. All right. I'm just going to keep it simple. Pat's win. Yeah. Plain and simple.
0: Simple as that.
1: Land, Landry Jones is your quarterback. Pat's win.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that you, I, I'm kind of right there with you. Um, and then we're going to have two more games here. The 830 game, the uh, primetime game. Finally a decent game on primetime. Yeah, finally. About time. Um, Seahawks at Cardinals. Uh, the 4-1 and one Seahawks going on the road to University of Phoenix Stadium to the 3-2 and two Cardinals. Arizona's favored by 1.5 here. Again, it basically is, means it's a pick them um, Seahawks looked really good, and uh, according to their DVOA, their defense kind of jumped up to number one this Ooh, week, okay. Um, based on their performance against the Falcons last week, um, but the Cardinals are no joke. So, Greg, do you think that David Johnson, your boy, continues his dominance with Carson Palmer rights the ship against the Seahawks defense, or do you think that Russell Wilson and the boys come into Arizona and beat up on the Cardinals?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with the Cardinals just because one Carson Palmer looked pretty decent coming back. David Johnson, if that run game can continue even to be half as good as it was last week against the Jets defense against this D, that opens up a few more things for them. Their defense has looked somewhat decent. I feel like some of their guys are finally starting to put it together. Russell Wilson, yeah, I mean, Danger Wilson can make some plays, but there's games that he just doesn't look good, and I think it's going to be one of them. You know, it's a division game. He's going to be, like, high on that game on both sides. Guys are going to get chippy. Uh, but I think Arizona pulls it out in the... In the home game for yeah.
0: them. Um, I'm going with the Seahawks here, Greg. Um, not just because I want to be contrarian, although I want to be contrarian. Um, but the Cardinals are the classic like team that beats up on bad teams and loses against good teams. Like the That's three fine. the three Cardinals wins this this year have come against the Buccaneers, the 49ers and the Jets. Uh, and I'm not impressed with any of that.
1: So uh, So it's about time they beat a good team. That's yeah, all exactly. I'm trying to say.
0: Like you you like I want the Cardinals to win here to kind of prove that they're like a legitimate threat in the
1: NFC. The Super Bowl like, pick that I thought they were. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like you, you gotta like the, the number one ranked defense, the Seahawks, um, a division rival are coming in to, uh, coming into your house here. You have to beat them at home. Like this is what good teams do. D- good teams beat good teams at home. Uh, and they're favored this week. So you gotta really kind of bring it. But I really think that, Ah, uh, the Seahawks have a deadly combination, which is uh, an elite quarterback and an elite defense. Yeah. If you have an elite quarterback and an elite defense, things usually fall into place from there. Usually. Um. So I'm picking Seattle here uh, against the Cardinals. Uh, finally, we have another division game uh, Monday night: Texans Broncos, four and two. T- oh no! Excuse me, this isn't a division game. What am I talking about?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's like you just want it's horses versus horses. So you're like division. Yeah. Exactly. Makes sense.
0: The 4-2 and two Texans are coming in against the 4-2 and two Broncos.
1: Um, Texans aren't even horses, never mind. This is a, this is a mess. You know what? We'll just rec- re-record this whole thing. I mean, do we, we did not even care about this game, but whatever. Okay, continue. So, um, Texas-Denver. Texas-Denver. Uh, Denver's favored by 7.5. Yeah,
0: that kind of makes sense. The, uh, the, uh, the Texans have yet to win a, a, an away game. It doesn't right. make sense, though. I mean,
1: their quarterback situation in Denver is not perfect.
0: It makes sense to me, but um, who do you got, Greg? Do you think the uh, you think that Osweiler finally gets the monkey off his back, no. or do you think that the Broncos? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> why
1: don't just both pick the Broncos and not talk anymore yeah. about this yeah, stupid we, game? Okay, we'll go Broncos. <laughs> We're going Broncos. Broncos for Greg. Broncos for James. Yeah, uh, exactly. Osweiler, how you won that game Sunday night? None of us know.
0: Yeah. Uh, God, you will be feeling really good if you're a Texans fan about oh, yeah, Broncos, right? Osweiler. All yeah, that that'd money. That'd be great.
1: All right, moving on, I think we should just quickly run through college football since... Yeah, let's just hit it real we quick. We don't have much to say there. We'll
0: hit college football real quick, and we'll finish it out with the MLB playoffs, which has still, still been really fun.
1: Yeah, so uh, college football this past weekend had two major games. Uh, or at least there were supposed to be two major games. You had Wisconsin-Ohio State, which lived up to the hype, went into overtime. You know, Wisconsin looked like they had a good chance to at least upset Ohio State. Lost some momentum somewhere in that game. Went into overtime. Ohio State prevails, keeps that top... Like, top four ranking in the college football playoff picture. Then you had the other game. Bama versus Tennessee was supposed to be, like, you know, exciting, fun, competitive. Final score, I believe, was 49-10. to When you lose at home by 39, you shouldn't even be in the rankings anymore. Like, you're a number nine team. You've had some close games that you probably should have lost. You just got dominated, and I don't know what's going on in Alabama. I'm pretty sure Nick Saban, like, just has some sort of freak nature lab that he puts these players in. But it was not pretty. Their second, their backup running back like blew by the Tennessee's secondary and just torched them, and then palm people in the face. It was it was not pretty. Yeah. So that was last week, James. This week, another the only exciting game again features Bama. They're on this stretch right now, facing top 10, top 15 teams. It's supposed to be hard for them. Clearly, it's not. Yeah. They're going against Texas A&M, who's a bit beat up. Uh, Trevor Knight is turnover prone. Going against a great Bama defense. It's one versus six. It's the only game that I really care about this weekend. I know. Looking want Bama to games, lose. there's just
0: nothing that's good.
1: I mean... Yeah, no. What... I forget what's the other top twenty-five game that's only two other ranked teams I think are playing each other.
0: But they're like the bottom. It's yeah. Ole Miss, LSU. Yeah,
1: and, and Ole Miss shouldn't like, even be in the top twenty-five. But the first team since like the nineties to be three and three in, in a the top, top twenty-five. 25. Yeah, and exactly. LSU probably shouldn't be either, since they like scared away the Florida game and tried to avoid it, but now have to play.
0: I would. Wa- I would watch. I would at least watch the Louisville NC State game just because I, I still think that. Uh,
1: yeah, you want to watch Jackson upset, stuff like that. Too. Yeah, I definitely want to watch that. But, uh, I mean, we're going to be watching the UMass-South Carolina game. Yeah. Three wins combined. <laughs> what?
0: <Minutemen. laughs> um Yeah, this week in college football is not that great. The last no. couple weeks have not been really great. Uh, looking ahead to the week after this well, week, there's a couple really great. good ones.
1: They should have been great. I know, but the matches that were supposed to be hyped up did not live up to expectations.
0: Yeah, the college football, to me at least, has kind of petered out um, mm-hmm. since the first couple of weeks of really like a lot of excitement. Just yeah. because Alabama is just this big looming threat that's just been, like it's gonna steamroll everybody. So well, my, like, my
1: heart's already being crushed. Uh, Notre Dame's like two and four. So yeah,
0: I'm still pulling for Michigan. Um, they're playing Illinois this week, and, I, and they, they should blow them out um next week they're playing michigan state who they should also blow out but at least be a little bit more compelling is it bad that Um, i kind of
1: just want michigan to make the college football playoffs just to get michigan mike's hopes up and then have his heart torn out i do love that yeah (laughs) Um, i think that's what we're really rooting for yeah so uh yeah that's um, all i want to see heartbreak
0: yeah okay (laughs) speaking um, of heartbreak speaking of heartbreak we'll move to the mob playoffs (laughs) let's talk about it man so uh Greg, we're not really uh, experts on, on the MLB by any stretch of the imagination here. Uh, speak for yourself.
3: Huge <laughs> well, baseball
1: guy.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah, a baseball guy. I you're a huge baseball guy, but didn't we both have the Nationals going to the NLDS? <laughs>
1: okay, we did, but that game went five. That went five games. That's it was fair. a good game. Not only
0: did we have the Nationals going to the NLDS, we had no one even... I, I, I had the Cubs like sweeping to go to the World Series right now. And right now, as it stands today, um, the uh, L.A. Dodgers are up on the Cubs 2-1. to one in the NLDS, and the Cleveland Indians are up on the Toronto Blue Jays 3-1 to in the ALDS. Could close it out. Uh, CS, CS. What am could talking close about it out CS. today?
1: Is that right. game five today? Yeah, I think so. Um, like, oh, i just have a conversation with myself.
0: What's today, the 19th? Yes.
1: Yeah, so uh, Indians could close it out again. They had a chance yesterday to sweep the ALCS. Uh, they did it with Kluber on the mound on three days rest, but... <laughs> they know.
0: wanted... They said, hey, Greg Cowan told me that this, this series is going to go six, so I want to go six. Yeah, there you go. That's... That's all they're trying to do. Yep, so Blue Jays going to win today, and then Cleveland's going to close it out in six. Or, Greg, uh, the, the Blue Jays will become just the second team, and that will be history to come back from a 3 nothing deficit. Um, Not going to happen. Yeah, okay, well. <laughs>
1: Uh, mainly not just because I don't think they can. I just don't want any other team to ever have that achievement.
0: Yeah, I know. Outside of the Red Sox, the only reason why I want them to is because I picked the uh, Blue Jays in seven.
1: I kind of just want uh, Trevor Bauer to come back to pitch the game today for the in- Indians. Dude, that thing was gross. with uh, his pinky like sawed off. That
0: thing is so gross.
1: And just throw a gem. Uh, the more compelling
0: series to me right now is the Dodgers and Cubs series, um, just because the sorry Cubs, Indians Blue Jays. <laughs> sorry Indians Blue Jays. We talked about um, the
1: drone bloody finger. Uh, yeah, there you go. Terry but, Francona flipping people off accidentally. So the the
0: the Cubs right now uh, have really struggled to hit the ball, uh, and that's yeah. a little concerning coming from the fact that their offense was their main weapon.
1: Yeah, their offense was good, and they it lost
0: last night six nothing disappeared fast. Uh, and then they lost the they lost the game before in LA one nothing. Um, it's tough to make the case that they haven't hit that well. You mean when Chicago? They, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's tough to make the case that they haven't hit that well when you uh, when you
1: win the first game eight to four on a grand slam in the eighth inning. And you had 103 wins this year. You have to assume offense was involved in some of those. But at the same time, like they just they just have not scored
0: as many runs as they normally have. No. Um,
1: Anthony Rizzo looks lost at the plate right now. He's like batting like zero point oh two oh. Yeah,
0: exactly. But... Chris Bryan is not exactly uh, lighting the world on fire either. No, here.
1: it hasn't been good. I mean, they're pitching hasn't been what it should be. I mean, Arietta looked bad last night, man. Last night, Arietta didn't look great. Uh, and Rich Hendrick, Hill looked great. <laughs> yeah. Hendricks dominated basically the whole game. They just couldn't get any hits from him.
0: Yeah. So the game, game force is tonight um, at 8 p.m. Lackey is up uh, for the Cubs.
1: Uh, it's a must win, I think, actually. Oh,
0: big time. For the Cubs. Urias is up for the Dodgers. Um, It's Merritt versus Estrada in in the Cleveland-Toronto game. We'll just do predictions for
1: tonight. Who do you got tonight to win? Uh, I'm going to take Indians over Blue Jays. I think they just finished it out. Blue Jays got at least the chance to say, we got one. Yeah. That was all that really mattered. You don't want to get swept in the ALCS. Right. Because, as my my wife said last night, she goes, what's worse, getting swept in the division series or or the ALCS World Series type format? I was like, is this, a, is this a real question? And she yeah, yeah. Alive. she's like, no. She goes, obviously, it's the ALC. Yeah, it. She goes, yeah. that's four games you gave up in a row, not three. Right. She goes, but you know there's going to be people who wonder which is worse. But it's, I'm taking the Indians. I'm going I'm to believe in Lackey. I'm going to even put a little side note in there. Lackey gets a hit tonight. <laughs> there you go. I don't know what type of hit, but it will be hit. could be hit by pitch. <laughs> could H-B. be anything.
0: I'm taking the Indians and the Cubbies, too. I think, this is, uh, I think the Indians close it out. I think the Cubbies kind
1: of right the ship. Um, they need to. Their, their fan base is going to go nuts if they don't. Oh. Like, I just feel bad for their fan base because we've been there. We know what it's like. I know, but we haven't been there kind of
0: like this. I feel like the Red Sox, whenever they won, we weren't the best team. We just like kind of squeaked in the wild card, and we just had like a little glimmer of hope. These guys like expected to win.
1: No, but I meant like the whole getting into a series, getting closer. After you've not been there for a while, that's and true. then having it taken... Those would be, that what, the second year in a row, if they lose in the NLCS, there'll be two back-to-back years. Yeah, yeah it will. That's like, that's like torture. That's brutal. I, that would have been like if we lost 03 and 04, and we somehow won do I still I don't even, understand that. I don't even want to talk about that. Um, okay, okay. Uh, that's the MLB, man. Anything else you want to talk about before we uh, kind of bring it in for the landing? I mean, for the MLB, it's just... It's just been... I, I've enjoyed the whole postseason so far, I gotta say. It's been a good playoffs. I like it. I like the fact that we're getting kind of surprises with Cleveland. Uh, nobody gave them a chance in hell, basically, going against the Red Sox for some reason because they're pitching. They've really stepped it up. The fact that they had six relievers go the other day and get 25 outs for them. Yeah.
0: That's just impressive. Even if I was... Even if the Cubbies beat the Dodgers, I'd be really concerned about the Indians in the next series.
1: Yeah, I mean, sorry Toronto, but... I don't, there's no way you're coming back. If you do, good for you. But and we'll say congrats. But yeah, and
0: we'll pat James on the back for predicting the, uh, you know, Toronto and seven.
1: Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> probably not like this. If you predicted it like this, I would have been even more impressed. Yeah, no chance. And, uh, but I gotta say, if the Cubs aren't in the World Series, if anything, MLB's got to be concerned about ratings.
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, Dodger,
1: Dodgers will get a lot of ratings. LA will get the ratings, but I feel like if the Chicago's in it, a lot more people around the country would watch. Yeah, I agree. Just because. Well, we'll see what happens. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, go Cubbies. Hopefully you get to fly the W tonight yeah, or, man. and tomorrow night and next few nights and whenever you're listening to this. And yeah.
0: All right, man. Well, from everybody here at the Sports Stance, uh, all producers, all writers, uh, all of the film crew that's here doing the documentary on us. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, it's office style we're doing. Exactly. Uh, our personal chefs. Um thank you. Uh Jacques, the great duck laron was unbelievable. Yeah. Um and then everyone here He's who skilled. is uh like, and very then the, the massage therapists, the guys yeah. who are down below and uh making sure that our feet are are are, are nice and in yeah, feet. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, weird. Oh, Jesus. Why did you to end it like <laughs> that? All right. Uh, All right guys.
1: Don't forget, uh, check us out in the next few days. We'll probably be coming out with the NBA preview, so maybe this weekend you might be able to find that. Yeah, hey, get your
0: your NBA nerd on, man.
1: Um, I'm doing a little research, huh? James is going to get his nerd on, and I'm going to just probably agree with most things he says because he's the basketball guy and I'm not.
0: What up? All right, uh, thanks for listening, guys, and check us out on iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter, and then coming soon, Snapchat, and uh, we will talk to you guys later. See you guys later.